welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Brandon Newman. Brandon Newman, CEO of Savant, has a dynamic 25-year career as a business leader and innovator, spearheading several businesses in the healthcare space with emphasis on growth, revenue, and sales performance. He has run multiple high-growth environments, including startups, turnarounds, and $1 billion-plus global businesses. As a serial entrepreneur, he has a proven record of founding new businesses and advancing them through growth and acquisition, merger or roll-up, including ScriptPoint, Viridian, and AviarMD, all of these in the healthcare industry. But it's his current venture, Zavant, that is game-changing for the pharmacy benefits industry. Well, good afternoon, Brandon. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Appreciate you jumping on, Brandon. Um, and again, this is the best part of my day is getting on with and, and meeting somebody new, essentially, right? And having a virtual meeting, but in the form of a podcast. But the nuggets that come out of these podcasts get shared with the world across 30 different podcast platforms. So uh, that's what excites me. You've got some great nuggets to share for us. So let's jump right into these questions. Brandon, let's talk about your career. It's You've got a great one in healthcare. Uh, I was in healthcare and the technology side as well. I love the healthcare space. You were a senior executive, serial entrepreneur, and now you're the co-founder and CEO of Zavant. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? People inspire me every day. Um, I think it's people that make the world move around. If um, <clears throat> what you do on a daily basis doesn't uh, interact with and uh, inspire and uh, you know lift others, then then end result really isn't the um, you know the defined uh, definition of success. Uh, I found that uh, success usually comes when you roll up your sleeves, lock arms, and get on a train with somebody else or a team of people and just be real. Um, you know, make, making things up and, uh, you know, trying to be someone you're not is definitely far from the, the definition of success. A lot of people like to say, hey, I'm a CEO or I want to be a CEO. At the end of the day, it's the journey that matters. And uh, I've had plenty of successes um, and exits. And, uh, you know, every time you look at that bank account after an exit, it's the least satisfying thing that anybody that that um, has been through it, that, that anyone could see it. it. It's the journey. And as soon as that journey is over, uh, that's the the part that you, you you know you kind of look back and go wow I kind of missed that so I would say you know commit to the journey not the destination uh, when you do um, you know the journey when you focus on the journey you're focusing on experiences you're focusing on change you're focusing on disruption um, you're you know you're locking arms with others you're you're creating a, a building blocks for future success and future journeys but um, I stay focused on on the day to day journey. I love that. And you share a lot of the same sentiments that other guests on the show have had. And it really is about that journey. Uh, when you're making progress, you're growing, you're fulfilled, right? So that's awesome. So switching gears, you know, this pandemic, this lockdown, right? Did this contribute or hinder to your success? And what are your plans for growth going forward? As a whole, the pandemic contributed towards success within the healthcare system itself. Um, we saw it as a great equalizer and a collaborator. Uh, if you look at healthcare and what happened in hospitals, <clears throat> nurses, um, your heart goes out to the, to the, the many men and women who, you know, serve to, to deal with, you know, a very difficult pandemic, something that in generations will never see. Um, on the flip side, uh, up until that point in time, we had a lot of uh, matrixed 
uh, complex players, stakeholders, uh, from everyone from providers like the nurses and doctors to the payers, those that have to pay for it, the insurance companies, the the employers who, who end up paying for the, you know, the cost of, of healthcare, they were not aligned. And so what we found is when we um, bring them together, magic happens. And, um, you know, I would say that uh, amongst many other peers that the response to COVID as a whole together, as we roll up our sleeves and work together as a market and in an industry together with alignment um, magic happens. We, we saw some miracles happen. We saw, you know, a, a, a vaccine come to market in rapid pace of which, you know, I'm proud to, to announce and, and, or at least state that I was a, a part of the, the solution, not necessarily the vaccine, but in helping to get, um, you know, the issues and the, the, find the, the problems and find the, the, the source of where some of the, the changes and difficulties we're dealing with. And so, um, for for us, it, it was about you know ground zero, you know feeling like we're at the place of a bombing where all of a sudden we're sitting there looking around at the, the carnage, saying, okay, what are we going to do about it? And it wasn't something that we did; it was all of us. It was just natural. All of us said, okay, we can do this, and you can do that. Let's let's work arm and arm to get there. And we got done with it, and we said, hey, let's keep doing it rather than change back to the way that we were doing things all along unaligned or disaligned, we continue to stay aligned. So we're, we're, we're doing things that we've never done before in alignment. Um, we're using data at, at a rapid pace now to, to be able to take in, you know, healthcare information, healthcare claims, analyze that in the moment so that we can look at what happened, uh, look at what's going on right now. And candidly, the, the things that happen with a pandemic are going to be with us for decades what can we do to ensure the, the greatest amount of success given the, the uh, expense and cost of, of life and of resources and of time due to the pandemic? Thank you for sharing. And you're right, having that healthcare perspective, uh, being there and, and being part of that journey at Ground Zero is, is a big darn deal. So thank you for sharing um, your part in this as well, Brandon. So switching gear, Brandon, this is a technology platform. So we focus on that a little bit. So you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? I mean, technology, emerging technology, I hate to sort of uh, dumb this down, but um, in, a, in a market that often is, is uh, very advanced in healthcare, in the same sense, there's a lot of things that are still happening that are in their infancy. So thinking about advancement in healthcare analytics um, sometimes feels like for a lot of markets, well, that seems like that's not really advanced. So we look at big data as an evolution. Uh, first is just getting the data. That's hard. It's difficult. Not a lot of people succeeded at, at getting data aggregated at the levels that we need to. But moving towards, you know, just doing automated analytics, that alone um, some markets in the payer sector haven't even mastered automated analytics. They're still running reports. They're analyzing these reports. And so our initial go-to-market was let's let's automate the analytics, and that has disrupted a marketplace. But now we start moving away from automation of data and automation of analytics 
into predictiveness, into machine learning, and starting to, to leverage the technologies that, that we've had available for, for many years to now put it into um, you know, automated predictive data analytics associated with healthcare so that we can start predicting what's going to happen. So we are leveraging that um, in terms of real, you know, what's you know, groundbreaking technology. There's you know, new languages, there's new tools, new platforms that, that we do leverage. But it's just odd that we keep coming back to some of the things that people have solved many, many years ago, or maybe not many, but a number of years ago, uh, where we're just now implementing that into a very, very uh, mature market, but in, not in a very immature evolution of how they use you know, data analytics. Thank you for sharing. And you're absolutely right. I think that's right now we have just a ton of data or a ton of information, and we need to sort through that. And I think... That's a, a big part of the healthcare space that we need to continue to evolve and progress so we can really get down and, and fix the things that are most important, which is patient safety, patients' lives. And Brandon, last question, could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in entrepreneurship? I mean, I got a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, I, 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 I get the question frequently, hey, I want to be a CEO. I want your job. How do I get it? And I chuckle, I stop, I think back and I say, well, you know, if you want my job, have it. But at the end of the day, if you took my job um, and, and not to be you know, brash with the statement, you might not succeed. And not because, you know, I'm special because I climbed every rung of that very well worn ladder. And so, you know, success is not a. Uh, you know, you, you pick it and you decide I'm going to be CEO or I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur today. You, you have to know the, the parts of the business that, that you manage in, in the case of a CEO. That is you need to live, breathe, bleed each one of those areas. If that's, you know, if that's legal, if that's operations, if that's analytics or, you know, software development, you need to know those spaces in order to, to manage it. And so best, you know, um, suggestion I would ever make is start at the bottom and work your way up and, and wherever you're at, learn, you know, truly grind it out, truly become an expert in what you do. Um, you know, the, the, the other thing I would say, and, and I'm a big, big believer in this, Michael Jordan was a big believer of this. And um, he made it his mantra of fail and fail quickly. Um, I fail so much that I have to succeed. <clears throat> I was a young kid growing up as a uh, watching him as a hero. And I heard him say this and uh, it realized to me that if, if uh, all my failures that I had at a 14 year old kid, when I heard this, um, maybe I am going to be successful, but um, you know, if you're going to fail, fail quickly seek those failures so you can get them um, processed that you can realize what works and what doesn't work and then move on. But don't, don't dwell on a, a failure is a failure is a stepping stone towards success. So fail, fail early, fail often so that uh, success is the only viable option. I love that. And again, it is about persistence. It is about rolling up the sleeves, right? Uh, and I do appreciate uh, your share on that. And I think a lot of people, especially younger uh, folks in their career, uh, need to hear this uh, a little bit more. So thank you. And Brandon, I just want to let you know, it's a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. I hey, appreciate your time. Look forward to hearing more from you. Bye for now. Bye for now.